does God want you to do with your life? I remember getting asked that question in college. And of course, my answer was, I don't know. But it's an interesting question. What does God want us to do with our lives? Or another way to put it on this Labor Day, what does God want us to do with our work, with our vocation? Or another way to ask this question is, what is God calling you to do? What specific thing is God calling you to do with your life? Now, one answer to that question is that God's not really calling me to anything specific, but rather as a general calling to be a nice person, go to church, pray occasionally. But as far as a specific call, no, it's just a general call to spirituality. And while, yes, I do believe that God has a call on each of our lives, a call to relationship with him, it's this sort of general viewing of call that leads to what I call silo thinking, right? Where we have different silos in our lives, with different parts of our lives in each silo. And one of those silos is reserved for spirituality and for God and the other silos for other areas of our lives. Now, what happens when we silo off our lives and put God in one? Well, there's no impact on the other silos. But what if God's call is not just to that one area of our lives, just to spirituality. What if God's call to action or to task is on each of those areas of our lives? What if God is calling us to something specific and we don't get it because we've walled off God into this own little silo over here? Today, we're going to look at this Old Testament story of Moses and the burning bush One that you've heard many times. It's about the calling of Moses. And I believe it can be a case study for us, a a look at at what it means to be called by God. It's easy for us to dismiss it because when we look at it and we read it, we think, well, I'm no Moses. And that's true. We're not. But I believe God does call us to specific tasks in his name. And is probably even doing it right now. Let us pray. God, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand what it is you want us to learn this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I believe God calls each of us to specific action on his behalf. Let me say that again. I believe God calls each of us to specific action on his behalf. Just like Moses, we are all tasked by God to work in this world as his hands, to show his love, to mediate his presence. The problem comes in trying to determine what that task is and trying to learn exactly what we are being called to. And as I said, I believe this story about the call of Moses can be a case study for us to understand how it is that God calls us to action on his behalf. 
So this morning, let's look at the five W's of God's calling. The who, the what, the when, the where, and the why of God's calling. First, who. Who does God call? Well, I've already mentioned, I believe God calls each of us to specific tasks on his behalf. But this might need some clarification, because if you're like me, our default position is, who, me? We don't really get that, yes, God is calling us. And you know what? In the scripture, we see Moses had the exact same reaction. Who am I? He said. Who, me? Not me. You see, Moses at this time, he was not the great leader that we remember him as. He was a shepherd working for his father-in-law. He was a fugitive from the law, hiding out because he killed an Egyptian. And yet God came to Moses and said, I have something that I need done, and you're the person to do it. You see, God calls shepherds and electricians and teachers, and salesmen, and secretaries, and retail workers, and doctors, and nurses, and lawyers, and CPAs, and stay-at-home parents, and students, and mechanics, and those who have retired from all those jobs. Your profession does not limit the call of God. What you do or what you did for a living does not stop God from calling you to act on his behalf in the world. Who does God call? You. But what about the what? To what exactly does God call us? Now, this can get a little tricky. If we're not careful, we can fall into the trap of believing that God only calls people to big, hairy, planet-impacting tasks, just like Moses. We get to thinking that the call of God is only to those actions that are huge and life-encompassing. And don't get me wrong. God does call and is calling some of us to these type of things. God wants us to think big and bold and outside our present boundaries. He does call us to tasks that are way too big for us to even dream about, much less do alone. And he empowers us to do these things through the presence of his Holy Spirit. And even today, He's speaking to some of you in this room and calling you to an undertaking which, like Moses's, is history-making and world-changing. But just because you may not be getting a call like that does not mean God is not calling you to act on his behalf. You see, God calls each of us to action even if that action feels small to us. God may be calling you to teach a Sunday school class or to volunteer at the homeless shelter. God may be calling you to serve as a deacon or as a youth leader or in the choir. God may be calling you to pick up the phone and be an encourager to someone who needs it. There are no small callings. Instead, God uses even those callings that we think are small in big, big ways. What is God calling you to? So when does God call? Well, I wish I could tell you that God is going to give you a call in the next 10 minutes. And I don't know, he might. Now, as I was writing this, I thought it'd be cool if a cell phone could go off right now. (laughs) No. God might call you in the next 10 minutes. But if we use Moses as our guide, we see that the calling of God comes 
when we're just doing our normal thing. Moses was just out tending sheep, just doing his job when his call came. And while he was out in the normal course of life, something caught his attention. He saw a flash. And he paused and he investigated. And he saw a burning bush and he went closer. And then he began to notice specific things about the bush, like the fact that it was not burning up. And that's when he encountered God. You see, when God is ready to call us to action, he will get our attention in some way. It may not be in a burning bush, but it will be something that causes us to pause and notice. It may be a sermon or a prayer. It may be a news report. It may be the words of a close friend or even the words of a stranger. But somehow God gets our attention. But it's up to us, just like Moses, to go and investigate. Moses could have said, wow, that's interesting. Now, where did those sheep go? And move on with his life. But he didn't. He stopped and he listened and God called him closer And he listened some more, and he soon realized that God was present in the bush. When is God getting your attention? What is God laying on your heart? Are you ignoring it, or are you investigating? Are you drawing near to God, or are you moving on with your life because you're too scared to see what God might be wanting you to do? The next W, of course, is where. And there are two ways to look at this question. First of all, where does God's call take place? And second, where is God going to call me? The answer to the question of where God's call takes place comes to us in the scripture when God says to Moses, what? Take off your shoes, Moses, for you're standing on holy ground. You see, God's call always takes place on holy ground. This does not mean that you will get a call from God only in a church or someplace or somewhere that someone has declared holy. No, what it does mean is that no matter where the call of God comes to you, that place is holy ground. Because God is there. And God is holy. But the question is also, to where is God calling me? Moses was being called to go back to Egypt. And yes, God may be calling you to a task that is far away from here. But God may be also calling you a task to a task that's right across the street or in this building or in your home. The fact is God's calls take place in the real world. That means his call is going to be to some place specific And that location may be in the very building where you work every day. It may be in the city. It may be in Africa. And some of those locations, I admit, are scarier than others. But the call of God always comes with a where. I remember in the church I grew up in, we would sing an invitation hymn called, Wherever He Leads, I'll Go. Some of you may know that hymn. The chorus of that hymn is, wherever he leads, I'll go. 
Wherever he leads, I'll go. I'll follow my Christ who loves me so. Wherever he leads, I'll go. It's just a simple old country hymn, but it contains truth. God's call is always to somewhere specific. We just have to say, I'll go. Finally, we see the why. Why? Why does God call us to specific tasks? Why does God call us to do things for him? Why doesn't he just do it himself? I don't know. It would seem to be a better use of God's time just to act independently instead of through broken and flawed people, right? Yet that is exactly what he does. Throughout Scripture, we see this principle. God uses humans to do his will. From the very first call of Adam to care for the earth, to the call of Moses to free the Israelites from Pharaoh's slavery, all the way through to the call of Paul to take the message of Christ to the Gentiles, God uses humans to do his will, and he is still doing it today. God doesn't need us, but God chooses to use us. And he calls us just like he called Moses. So how do you know when God is calling you? What can you do to make sure that you sense and then answer God's call? A few things. I think Moses is our example. First, pay attention. How is God getting your attention? How is God showing you where he wants you to serve? Ask God to open your eyes to what he is calling you to. Ask God for a burning bush or at least the ability to recognize the burning bush. We also need to not only pay attention, but then go investigate You see, just like Moses, once God gets our attention, we need to follow up with prayer and asking questions and seeking counsel. If you've noticed something, if God has gotten your attention, take the time to investigate and see if what you're seeing and what you're hearing is something that God is actually calling you to do. And the more that we investigate, the more we ask questions, the more we pray, the clearer and clearer the call of God becomes. Third, share your doubts with God. You know, Moses had a lot of doubts. In fact, it goes on for the next chapter talking about all of the doubts and frustrations and worries that Moses had. But you see, Moses was honest with God in sharing them. And God answered all of those objections. But finally, there is a point when God said to Moses, go, go. The time is now. Go get my people out of Egypt. There comes a time when we know what God is calling to to do, when we've investigated, we've prayed, we've shared our doubts, but there's still one final thing to do. Go. Do it. We have to answer the call. 
What is God calling you to do? Will you answer? Let us pray. God, we know that there are things that you need us to do. Open our hearts and then give us courage to step out with you and do it.